everybody. Welcome to SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. And uh, not a lot of news going on, really. I mean, more Activision Blizzard stuff. The usual, just it's getting worse and worse and worse every single time. Yeah. Um, but we didn't talk about it last week because I think it like literally happened like the day after. That shit always happens to us. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we got Halo Infinite to talk about. Uh, BJ's got some great news according to what I sent him yesterday. With Xenoblade, yeah. Um, Back for Blood's about to start. It's well, it's full public beta, not the you know, hey, pre-order and get it stuff. But um, before we do that, BJ, have you been playing anything really? Um, <clears throat> I've been playing a little bit. It's been kind of a weird like play schedule for me. Uh, I haven't been playing as much Pokemon Unite because I got to the end of the 14-day welcome gift thing and I got Greninja, so like. There's not a lot of incentive for me to play daily anymore. Um, but I have been playing Skyward Sword a bit more. Um, I'm enjoying it now that I'm out of the second part of Farron Woods. Like, that part just drags on and on and on. Um, but after that, it evens out a bit. Uh, the items that I'm getting now feel way more useful. I finally got the fucking bow, which is like the last thing you get for some reason. The That game has, in my opinion, the worst pacing issues in a Zelda game. Yeah, I agree. Um, like I said last time, like it opened up really well. I like the characterization of all these little side characters. I think Groose is awesome. <laughs> Groose is great. Like I love, like no spoilers, but I, I love just his arc of the game. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I uh, I recently saw the scene where he realizes that he's not the hero, and it's just it's really good. I wish they would have added him into like uh, Hyrule Warriors, the original. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, but past that, I've been playing a little bit more of, and actually mostly, near Reincarnation, which is super weird because I never play mobile games, but this one is really keeping me engaged, being like story-focused, and um, I'm not going to spoil too much in case anybody wants to play it or you want to play it, but uh, it does the automata thing where it's like, you beat the game. Beat it again. Oh, wait. Here we go. Here's the credits. Do it again. Yeah, well, Re- Replicant does that too. Oh, I haven't gotten that far in Replicant. Replicant has, well, it's it has a definitive end, but then it's like, but go again, and you can get the other ending. And it's like, unlike Automata, where it was a lot easier to get the multiple endings, mm-hmm. Replicant is fucking play it from the beginning again. Oh, man. And it's annoying. But yeah. Which, that's Yokotaro's thing. He has a lot of things. Your boys is a thing. Yeah, I picked that up yesterday. Yeah, you're going to have to let me know what you think about that, because like, I never read it. I just kind of saw it and went, oh, cool. I'm only a couple of pages in, um, but right now it seems somewhat interesting. I have no idea when it takes place or if it's just a recount of the story from the game so far. Um, yeah, you're going to hear a beep probably throughout this, because I have a, a bunch of friends who won't stop texting me. Um <laughs> here i'll try to get that just continue i just fucking hate being so popular (laughs) but uh (laughs) gosh i hate having friends (laughs) just leave me alone (laughs) but um yeah like reincarnation is really good for a mobile game i spent a couple bucks to get some summons and then i thought to myself why the hell did i do that because after every quest you do whether it be like an event or main quest they just give you a shitload of gems like i think they just added in the ability to buy them because it's standard for a mobile game at this point. Yeah. 
it's really more like Xenoblade 2, where it's just like you do something, it gives you a shitload of cores, and then you never have to pay for them. Um, but the stories are good. The weapon stories are really the core of the game. Um, and yeah, it's just solid for a mobile game. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna actually see that a lot. Like I played a uh, Fantasian mm-hmm. from Mistwalker, the original uh, Final Fantasy creator, uh, and it's on Apple, and it's actually really solid as an as in like a RPG. Really feels Final Fantasy esque, and yeah, nice. I think with Yokotaro doing a near mobile game, I think it just makes sense because like Japan is very big in mobile, mm-hmm. so you you put games there, you're probably gonna get more. I mean, the fucking Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters. Yeah. The first three came out on mobile and Steam, so... I will say, this game gives me a lot of hope for uh, Infinite Crisis or whatever. Yep. Because the graphics are shockingly good on my old-ass Samsung. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited for in, in forever, forever, whatever Crisis. One of the new Crisis, whatever the, Crisis. This Final Fantasy VII, it's all of them, by the way. <laughs> Uh, that one. Final Fantasy VII, you don't have to watch a movie, you can play it. I'm still gonna watch the movie, because they just released the 4K version. Oh, so I like that. I'm gonna buy that, because that sleek 4K, like, case, I don't know, it's so cool. But, uh, yeah, you been playing anything else, or? Nah, pretty much just Hyrule Warriors and Ever Crisis, you mean not Sky- Ever Crisis, near. You mean Skyward Sword? What did I say? You said Hyrule Warriors and Ever Crisis. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, sorry, I'm an Flip idiot. Flip those. <clears throat> the, um, other, the other Square Mobile game and the other Zelda <laughs> game on the Switch. Uh, yeah, my brain don't work no good. Hey, but uh, You've got I, things to worry about at work. You're fine. Yeah, uh, but I've run into a bit of a dilemma because mm-hmm. I went to GameStop the other day to pick some things up. You bought. I saw it. I think you texted me. Yeah, yeah I, I only had two pickups for once. And they were games that I've been waiting individually about 10 years for each. So now I have no idea what to play when I finish Skyward. It was World Ends With You and... The uh, Great Ace Attorney yeah. Chronicles. I need to pick that one up because that one actually interests me a bit. So I don't know uh, if I talked about it here. It's, uh, it, it's... Unlike the Ace Attorney, this one is full on just like... Hey, you're Herlock Holmes or Sholmes or whatever. There's... Herlock, Herlock Sholmes, Sholmes and Arsene Lupin or whatever, and I'm like, I want, I want to see this so bad. Well, Herlock Sholmes, it was Sherlock Holmes in Japan when it first came out. That's why it never came out here. Yeah. Um, but the guy that wrote the Lupin novels, he was like, I want to make a Sherlock Holmes versus Lupin book, and the Sherlock Arthur Holmes guy said no. Yeah, he was like, fuck you, that's my guy. He was like, fine, I'll just make Herlock Sholmes, and he's the same guy. I love that it, he got away with it too. Like yeah. you could, you couldn't do that today. That's like full. Like no, that's copyright infringement. But like back then, copyright laws were not as like strict. And it's like, no, it's a different character. I swear, he's just with uh, Matson and his agency. You're just always just like making shit up as he goes. Yeah, but I when I was a kid. Um, I would watch translation videos of these games on YouTube by somebody that just like fan translated them. Mm-hmm. And that's when you could put the little like speech bubble annotations in YouTube videos. So like, yeah, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. But uh, what have you been playing? Um, not much, honestly. Uh, me and a couple friends from work uh, started playing Minecraft. Nice. And so we just, just to play it. So that has been my main thing. So I've put Yakuza on hold for that. 
and which I'm, I'm just now getting back in. So I'm gonna finish Yakuza Kiwami 2. I'm gonna finish it, mm -hmm. and then I, I'm probably just gonna take a break from Yakuza, play that that first Origin trilogy, take a minute, then play the remastered trilogy, take a break, and then probably play Judgment before the new one comes out, and then be done with it. I'm imagining you t telling Kiryu that you're taking a break to play Minecraft, and then he punches the table and slams the door open, like in my favorite GIF. It's such a good one too. I, I I'm almost to that part in Call Me Too as well. Nice. So, I actually so. Um, I want. I'll, I'll get into more of what I've been doing as well. But I really want to play the OG Yakuza dub, because man, is it glorious. Mark Hamill's in it, right? Yeah, he's Majima. That's insane. But it's hilarious because that game has unnecessary. Like, it. You remember like, GTA on the PS2. Yeah. And how, like, it was just unnecessarily explicit and edgy for no reason. Yes. That's Yakuza 2's, or Yakuza's dub. Nice. Like, like people are, like, it's so unnecessary. Like, people are, <laughs> the cussing is, like, so stupid. Like, it's the type of stuff that, like, me as a middle schooler would have found funny. And, and it's just like, man, like, there are times where I'm like, oh, God. Like, and then it, it's, like, early, like, dubbing, so, like, they pause at really weird times because they have to make the mouth movements correct. Mm. Uh, fun fact, Michael Rosenbaum, Lex Luthor of Smallville, plays Nishikiyama. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of big actors in this game, yeah, I no, guess. There's, there's actually some good ones. Uh, Mark Hamill doesn't even remember the role, no, apparently. He but he, and, and he thinks someone asks, he's like, what? <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of Michael Rosenbaum and voice acting, they're going to do a Smallville animated series that's, that's continuing the show. That's insane. I'm so excited for that. I hope to God that's real and that they're not fucking messing around. They're going to bring back the Justice Boys? That's what, the, that's what it was, really. <laughs> With Black Canary in, like, one episode. Yeah. The Justice Boys. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited to see what they do with that, though. I wonder how they're going to write off uh, Chloe's character because, you know, Allison got in that weird sex cult thing. Yeah. Or if they just get someone else to voice her and change her look. I think that's probably what it'll be. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I haven't actually been playing a lot of games. I've uh, I've mainly gotten really back into like music and books. I've been listening to a lot of Blink-182 again. Nice. And then Angels and Airwaves, which is the guitarist other band he did later and the reason i got into them was because i forgot that i had this animation that i bought called poet anderson which was by tom DeLong, who's of angels and airwaves and it was it was an like a 15 minute short film that they made an album with so their fifth fifth album yes fifth album mm -hmm. came with an animation and i watched it again i was like oh it's so cool I forgot about this because, like, I watched it when it came out when I was, like, in 2014. Yeah. And then I remembered, oh, shit, they made books for this. And so I bought them. What the fuck? And I started reading it, and it's it's so far pretty good. It's a young adult novel, by the way, that does. it's not afraid to cuss and get sexual. Like, it, like the one of the first lines is, like, oh, yeah, like, it's, it was raining, like, all this, this is... It was also raining it, uh, the day Jonas lost his virginity in this 1968 Ford Mustang. And I'm like, I wouldn't expect this in like Percy Jackson. You know what I mean? Like it's Blink weird. Blink 182, gone sexual, confirmed. I mean, okay. <laughs> All you have to do is listen to their live album. It's like, holy shit. There's some jokes in there that do not age well. Mm -hmm. But then again, that was 1999. So I remember 
like 15 years ago at this point. We were at a pumpkin carving thing, and you carved the Blink-182 logo into a pumpkin. Yeah. And I don't know why that stuck out in my mind so many years later. I've just always been a fan. And it's been really fun, because I haven't listened to, like, like, really listened to, like, music. I've been listening to more video game soundtracks and, like, softer stuff. But, like, this has been kind of my first jump back into punk rock, pop punk type shit. Nice. And it's really fun, because, like, Blink-182, despite their their songs being very very early 2000s it's still refreshing because it was so there's so i really love that early 2000s sound though like it's so distinct and over the top well blink especially in my opinion is what made pop punk because mm-hmm. like there's something about especially enema of the state and takeoff which i'm gonna go ahead and say the full name take off your pants and jacket <laughs> that's the name of the album um Art, the sounds there are just like, oh yeah, that's what everyone emulated after. Yeah. Like, everyone came after and did that. Like, All Time Low did the same thing. Neck Deep did the same thing. They all followed that style. And it's because, yeah, they were the biggest fucking band in the world. Mm-hmm. And then they broke up in 2004. <laughs> and then got back together in 2009. And then broke up again in 2015. <laughs> Although now they got Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio instead of Tom, so... Take that what you will for those who care. <laughs> but that's what I've been doing. Mainly just getting back into like my old music bag. But nice. it's it's been very fun. And then the books that I'm reading, the Poet Anderson novels are so far pretty good. So I'm I've been kinda getting into like the Tom DeLong extended universe <laughs> with Poet Anderson, Strange Times, and and Secret Machines. This is all his like different projects he's doing. Um so yeah, that's kind of been what I've been doing. I'll, I'll, next week I will I will have beaten Quarry too because I'm like two missions away from being done. Uh, and then I'll probably start something else. I don't know yet. I'll probably Back for Blood will be the next game I like probably try to play. That the real open beta is coming up, so yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into that. But uh, your your music book over there kind of reminds me of when I used to read fan fiction based on My Little Pony fan songs. <laughs> <laughs> Chief, that's something I would have took into the grave. <laughs> Ain't nobody. I would. I wouldn't have let anybody know that was a thing. I. So the fan fiction created from the songs was mostly on the really dark ones that didn't fit with the tone of My Little Pony at all. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a saving grace. That's the only fan fiction I ever read besides like My Little Dashy, which was like heart wrenching. <laughs> but uh, I just had to get that out there. <laughs> I mean, like there. I've read fan fiction too, but like I can at least safely say it was never My Little Pony. Yeah, high school was a weird time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Other kids were drinking and doing drugs. I was on a drug called Twilight Sparkle. Well, because I remember at that time, because like for whatever reason, more adults got into that show than like kids. It was really like the 4chan effect. And it, at that time, it was like at its height. Because what was funny though is, what was it, Rainbow Dash? Mm-hmm. Every fucking emo chick, yeah, just did that and cosplayed, and it was like, God dang it, bro! And it just got so annoying. Yeah, it <clears throat> it got old fast. I stopped watching after like season two, I think. I whatever. I that that whole that whole era of like fandom was, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the worst. Yeah, it's. It was very heavily steeped in like the Tumblr esque 
fandom side of things. And also, weren't there like a lot? Wasn't that whole era like like a bunch of people got outed as pedophiles there too? Or, yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah, and a lot of people vehemently denying that they were racists and furries to come out later as racists and or furries. Yeah. So there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable now. <laughs> So, into the news. Yeah, not much really to talk about, but I, I did want to focus on this because I feel like you have a lot to say. Xenoblade yes. Chronicles 3 is a, reportedly confirmed, not by Nintendo, but by various leakers and people who know. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being Imran Khan, who's leaked a, a few things Nintendo-related before. And Millie is voice actress. Yes. And so they're saying that... And so what I've read so far is Xenoblade 3 might be like way in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But what do you what do you want to see from this game? Because you're you're more of the the Xenoblade guy. I like Torna and the original, so two is very much the low point for me. Yeah. Um. See, I have a very interesting history with Xenoblade uh, because I started with two, which I feel like isn't as it's not really weird. uncommon. Yeah, because one was like a Wii game that was very very hard to get into yeah um that's one of the pinnacles of my collection by the way i have the original wii version original case with a manual and everything did you buy it from GameStop? i did yeah yeah you're welcome i traded that back in <laughs> i bought it like four years ago oh never mind not so me. not me it was at spring hill and it was there for a while so I was no like, mm-hmm. the the uh, cool springs one had one and i just never picked i picked it up and then because i got the definitive edition i was like i don't need the wii version because i yeah. really don't but then i'm like man i kind of wanted it for the collection but at the same time i have the switch version so i'm good that's why i got rid of the 3ds version um but i have I that i forgot they did that for the 3ds it it runs well it's like surprisingly well that's one of the well there's only three ways to play it but i would say it's it's a good contender for the best yeah um but I started with 2, um, I really loved it, and I think a lot of people were really into it at the time because it was the first big single player RPG on the Switch, um, and I was really fiending for something like that on there. Well, and besides, by that point, we had gotten, like, people knew of Shulk in Smash, mm-hmm. and then saying, here's Xenoblade 2, people were like, oh, shoot, okay, yeah, I'll pick it up and try it out, especially because the marketing was like, you don't have to play the first one. Yeah, and I think that was really smart on their part, because over here especially, who the hell played that game before the Switch version? Um, me on both the Wii and 3DS. Yes. Uh, I got the 3DS version when it came out, but I sat on it for forever until I beat 2, and then I was like, oh, now I'll go back. But um, played through 2, loved the shit out of it. That's the only game that I've ever like grinded to get an optimized build for each character and every blade. I loved my time with that game. I have like 350 hours in it which is more than my playtime of breath of the wild um but that game was amazing uh i played torna next because it came out next and uh i didn't want to set up my wii um and it it improved on every problem that i had with two pretty much except for the fact that it was a dlc so it was naturally much shorter much shorter and like restrictive more so than the main game definitely um but i i agree with you on that one torna was so good 
Like, I, I didn't want to play it just because I didn't like the story of 2. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, no, fuck that. I don't want more of that. I think it was you who convinced me at the end. You were like, no, just trust me. And I, I, I finally said, fuck it, bought it. And I was like, fuck yeah. That's what I wanted from 2 anyway. Yeah, because even in Torna, I feel like they knew who their most interesting characters were in the original game. And they were like, all right, let's put a spotlight on them. It it was such a good prequel, like 2 2. Mm -hmm. Fuck, I hate that. Um, two, two. Uh, but like, it, it playing that game like it was such a weird nostalgic feeling for me because like I, I played through two and like I, I was pretty much done with it. Like I got to the end and I just was like fuck it, I don't care anymore. And yeah. so I, I stopped. And then I played Torn. I'm like, yo, this feels like Xenoblade One. Yeah. I felt so good. And like the game, the I, I will forever say the gameplay of two is great. Mm -hmm. I think they nailed it. <laughs> Uh, Torna added a couple things, but for the most part, was two. Yeah. And yeah, no, it was so good. I I think Torna definitely like vastly improved on the combat. Like the speed of it felt better. The switching between the actual drivers and blades, and then the fact that um, you could roll different elements into each other without having to worry about oh this one doesn't mix with this, this one doesn't mix with that. It made it feel a lot more fluid, and I was way more compelled to fill out all the affinity charts mm -hmm. because I didn't have 90 fucking blades um, and I really hope 3 sticks to that but the farthest I've ever gotten 1 was like right past the forest when you get yep. to that big city for the first time mm -hmm. that's as far as I've ever gotten um, and I don't know why I don't like one, just one is a slow build. I will give it that like 2 is 2 but like it's you get there faster but mm -hmm. 1 is very much standard JRPG slow build shit so I fully understand people who just don't. Uh, but like I, that was the first like big RPG after Final Fantasy that I'd played because it was on the Wii, so I could play it. Yeah. And then the 3DS, so I beat it. The 3DS version came out again. I'm like, cool. I beat that one. And then put it on a Switch, and I beat that one. So I've beaten that game three times all the way through. And I still haven't beaten two. <laughs> like I, I again, I, we, I think we've had this conversation probably on and off the podcast, but like two, just completely let me down in its characterization mm -hmm. with every character except for the interesting ones which then we got in Torna and then I'm like cool but I hated Rex yeah that's I, that's the common thing the thing too is like the, the idea of like I, this is my biggest problem with a lot of anime too is the like oh the stupid clueless protagonist who, who every girl wants to hop on him yeah and he's like no but we're all friends you know i hate that shit just give like i'm i'm very much a quantity over qu or no first that quality <laughs> give me more that know? sucks <laughs> quality over quantity of for that and that's why i like torna yeah it was like torna was so concise and to the point and then, then again, so is Xenoblade 1. Like, there is the affinity stuff there, too, but it's less of, like, Xenoblade 2 is, like, here's a shit zillion waifus, have fun. Yeah. Versus, here's your friends. And I liked that way better. And then Torna also, just like, hey, it's not, here's all these waifus you're gonna bed. Or, pa or, or cluelessly just go, uh, you're friendly, friendly to me. It's like, no, it's just these people that you're getting close to, and let's, like, let's explore that. Mm -hmm. I liked that. Whereas 2, yeah, like, gameplay-wise, 2 is great. I, I will fully give it that. It is a step up above Xenoblade 1. It It's way faster, smoother, and it, it just feels better yeah. um, than 1. But, yeah, no, I, I, 
I fucking hate Rex. The pacing in two is also pretty bad at some points. Like, um, chapter one and two, I feel like roll into each other really well, and they're really well paced. The action is good. Uh, the way they beat Bridget and Myth, not Mithra, uh, Morag at the end of chapter two was really clever. And then you get to chapter three, and that whole thing is just like a slog of a side story that really just was there to characterize Mithra a little bit. Um, but she gets better characterized later anyway. Yeah. So it's like, why? Yeah, I remember going like, why the fuck do I need this whole chapter? Mm-hmm. It was mostly just like a lot of like the Dragon Ball Z side characters on the sidelines being like, whoa, he can do this power? He is the most power. I will give it Dragon Ball this though. I still, to this day, think... Goku going to get his driver's license with Piccolo is the best side episode they've ever done. Yeah, I like Dragon Ball filler a lot, yeah. actually. But, uh, no, yeah, I I, I hope Xenoblade 3 kind of continues with the Torna stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, again, I, I'm all fine for a waifu game and having, like, all that stuff. Just make it, one, believable. Yeah. Like, and then two give me a reason to care. Like, I, I think I text you this, but Persona does this really well. Where, like, here's, yeah, you, here's all your waifus, and you can romance them all. You'll get punished for it, but you can. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, they give you a, a legit reason to, like, care about these characters. Because you meet them in the story. And you run through it all. But then, and then, it's not just, obviously, the girls, but, like, you're, the dude, your friends as well. And you actually want to hang out with them and continue those stories and figure out who they are. Yeah. I want that in Xenoblade 3. Because there was a lot of people in Xenoblade 2. I'm like, I don't fuck yeah. So I just was like, I never used it, or I was like, no, I'm good, whatever. And so I just stopped caring. But like, that's kind of why I want like a smaller cast, make it very tight. Like, that's why I like Final Fantasy, is you have a tight knit group of people who go on this journey. And it always works. Like, even even in the most hated games, 13's cast is still pretty good. Uh, 7 is known for this, where it's like, yeah, you meet, you, you meet Cloud. Okay, now you got two from there. Okay, Aerith joins in, Yuffie and Vincent, and they all come together. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that journey is better for it. Whereas Xenoblade 2 is definitely just like, we have all these archetypes of characters we're going to dump on you. Uh, have fun. Yeah, I think uh, even in 15, like, you're really there for the character relationship. Well, yeah, in 15 especially, because it's just the four. Yeah, you get added benefits of RNAS, Cindy, and Iris, but like, it's, it's those four. Brothers, that's their journey, and it made that game way more emotional when shit happened. Because even yeah, the general plot and story was all over the place. But you're always camping with the bros, you know. Every time they'll always talk to you throughout missions, and it's like that was cool. Like it, the it, fact that they like get annoyed with each other, yeah, is huge for me. Like it, it was such a good example. Like yeah, that's what friends are, and like that's what I love about that game. And yeah, like that's what I want out of a. Give me the main character, whoever the hell you want, but then make me care about the other cast. Because, like, there were probably two or three people I really gave a shit about in the main cast of Xenoblade yeah. 2. And then Torna I loved because the cast was great. Xenoblade 1 I loved because they did that. Was, here's this group of misfits. Here's these these friends. They're going to go on this journey. Xenoblade Torna was, here's this, this group of people, and you're going to see this tragic shit happen. Because you know, you know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But now you get to see that shit and why and why is this guy like this in two and it's great. 
that's that's I'm trying one to be, thing. I'm trying to be less spoilery because I do want people to play it. Yeah, it's so. it's it's a worthwhile experience. Yes. Like definitely go out and check out uh, Xenoblade Remastered and two, and especially Torna. If you um, if you're if you're like me and you can stomach to get through two, Torna is very good. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely hard to get into at first, mm-hmm. but once you learn the battle system, it's definitely worth playing. But um, going back to the character like relationships and everything, I trust Monolith to you know be able to include something better um, because it seems to me like they learn from every experience they have. Um, I mean, there's a reason Nintendo brings them in to do music and, you know, overworld stuff for even Zelda now mm-hmm. and Smash because, you know, after every experience of making a game, they look at what people liked, what people didn't like, and what they personally felt about it as developers, and they build on it. And that's why I think Torna was so much of a better experience than even Base 2. Um, so I, I'm very excited, and I don't have a lot of worries for 3. I mean, I, I definitely think three gameplay wise can be good. Definitely, they have they have knocked it out of the park each game. So that I know is gonna be fine. And then you know, obviously, it's all subjective on story. So like, whether or not you like a story or not depends on your tastes. Two just didn't fit my taste, whereas Torna and the first game did. Yeah. So I'm 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 willing to give three. Because like for me, it, it okay of the three that's been released, I dislike one of them. So. Yeah, two out of three ain't bad. You yeah. know what I mean? So whenever the third game comes out, I, I will definitely be looking at it and seeing what, it, what it's about. But all of these rumors have left me with one glaring question. No? What is going to happen with the X series? Because they have the cliffhanger, a big cliffhanger at the end of X. Mega Man or? No. X. Xenoblade X. <laughs> oh, right. I... <laughs> There was another game. <laughs> I forgot that game existed. I was like, X series, like, is he mean Mega Man? Oh man, alright, cool. Yes, what's gonna what is Monolith gonna do with Mega Man X? Shut up. <laughs> when you just say X series, my brain was like, what? <laughs> like, I I'm gonna be real with you, I forgot that game existed. I think it's just because it's still stuck on the Wii U. Which is ridiculous. So I just don't care. Which yeah. is a good game. I think X is actually pretty good too. That's a part of the rumors, is that there's supposed to be a Xenoblade announcement within this year. Um, and I don't think 3 is very likely. I think it's probably going to be that export that we've all been waiting for with bated breath since 2017. But uh, I've seen a lot of people talking about bringing mechs back in 3 as kind of its own gameplay style. Um... I watched this one YouTuber named Luxon who pretty much only covers Xenoblade content. Uh, and he suggested that, you know, the regular character-based fighting should be turn-based. And then maybe, like, once a chapter, you have, like, a warrior-style mech battle. And I really love that idea. I, I've thought of the idea of, like... Because they definitely need to keep the gameplay similar. But I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to do a version that's like here is a button input version of the combat Mm -hmm. where it is you have to hit a button to attack and then here's your reticle of special moves where it's like pretty much remake uh combat yeah um and if they wanted to go further with that just look at the ease series yeah that was a lot of people's thing with eight they were like i wish xenoblade 2 was more like this and even even then like i i liked ease eight for what it was i never finished it i probably need to but 
Didn't they do another one recently? Yeah, they uh, they just came out with nine like two months ago on the Switch and PS4. I have to check that out because I'm very interested. Um, yeah, Xenoblade 3 I think is going to be a good one for Nintendo especially just because that's their RPG. Mm-hmm. Like, of all, like, like obviously everybody loves JRPGs to, at this point, but like Xenoblade I think even with 2 is still niche. Yeah. That... I think if they, if they can really... Because I think Torna... If they can continue what Torna did and continue what the first game did and, and really make it a serious, like, oh shit, like, like dark RPG, mm-hmm. I think they could really hit mainstream with it because of what that means for, like, the characters and the world. Especially if we see, like, previous characters show up. Because, like, obviously Shulk was a thing because weird-ass Minato and Blade shit he came by at the end of the game. Or it was it Torna? Which, 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 when did they actually show Shulk? Was it 2 or Torna? It was in the DLC of 2. So it wasn't Torna quite yet. It was the pre, like, the season right. pass. Right, it was the season pass, and then Torna was at the very end of the okay, season okay, pass. Yeah. Okay, cool. But apparently that's going to be canon to the third game, well, according to yeah, Well, uh, Xenoblade 1 added in that uh, added thing at the end. Yeah, future, it's literally called Future Connected. <laughs> so um, that's definitely happening. Uh, one thing that I don't like about this series right now is they've stopped printing physical cartridges of 2 and Torna. Yeah, so it's fucking insane to get. I want to buy physical copies of those, but I fucking can't. I'm hoping that once this new announcement comes out, they just do a second print run for all those interested and just get it back down to 60 bucks because, like, Taylor specifically has been looking for a copy of 2 forever and can't find it because it's like 100 bucks. Uh... Well, she could try on Amazon. What does Amazon have it for? $62.49. Let me see that. Wow, okay. And maybe they did reprint and then it. Torna is eight. Eighty. Eight. Well, fuck. Torna's eighty, so that's that one makes a little more sense considering that it's just a standalone cartridge of the DLC. And, and that's obvi- they... obviously if you want the uh you know. The physical copies. Obviously, those you could buy like the bundle for like ninety bucks. Yeah. Oh, it's the it's the European one too, but it works for Switch. Switch right. Re- That's region free. That is a great thing about the Switch, and I hope that every console developer keeps doing that forever. Oh yeah, totally. Um, anything else we'd add to the Xenoblade discussion, or are we kind of? Uh, I mean, I don't have much to go on right now. It is a lot of just rumor stuff um but if the announcement thing for this year is true you will definitely hear me talk about it a lot yeah i mean i figured yeah (laughs) um all right cool so xenoblade it's probably gonna be fun uh up next i say let's go ahead and get the halo talk uh, recently, though this past week, a uh, week and a half, uh, somewhat, Halo had their their flight betas, which are pretty much them testing out all the the pretty much multiplayer stuff. They used it mainly to test out bots, mm-hmm. and uh, that was really interesting because I think at first people were like, "Oh, this is, you know, bots, whatever." Fun fact: these bots were actually very, very intelligent. Uh, one one person showed off a video that I saw that really made me go like, "Whoa!" Was a bot 
was like had like an assault rifle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when they walked indoors in a narrow corridor and pulled a shotgun out. Oh. Like full on knowing like, oh, cool, shotgun. I need close quarters. And I'm like, yo, that's kind of sick. And like there's some really cool uh, videos of like bots like killing like pro players. Wow. Because they're like full on just like the AI is so interesting to that. And then and then in some maps, they're just dumb as hell. <laughs> Yeah, but like it was, it was a very fun thing because they're gonna put the bots in because it's this game is gonna be free to play. Mm-hmm. Well, the multiplayer is, and uh, they wanted to kind of test having bots in there. I, they've also just recently rumored or leaked there's going to be a battle royale mode. They just don't know when. Well, Xbox knows, but like it's it is a post launch. They will throw it in later. Right. Um, and I say go for it. You know. Yeah, I think Halo Battle Royale would be awesome. I think Halo obviously fits better in a Battle Royale because mm-hmm. the general Halo gameplay is you start with nothing, go find guns in the map, there's vehicles to get you across. You put that in a Battle Royale, I think it just works better. Plus, with the whole customization of the, the Spartans in this game, yeah, I think I think, I think it works well. I agree. But uh, so far, a lot of people seem to like it. The game, obviously, it has technical problems. The, the, the build is from June. So, you know, it's 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 an old build they got ready for this. The game is still scheduled for this year. We still have no release date. Yeah. But I, from what Phil Spencer has said, and obviously take this with a grain of salt until we see a trailer, they have a two-week window. Mm-hmm. So they have two weeks where they know it's coming out sometime in this two weeks. They just want to make sure they set the date and go, it's ready. So they don't have to push it back like another week and a half or whatever. Yeah. and get people very upset they're like woof you know and so I they, they pretty much are waiting I, I think to the last possible second which might hurt the game but at the same time the multiplayer is going to be free to play so yeah I think it I think it's going to be fine because especially this year's going to be fun because you got Battlefield Halo and Call of Duty all coming out this year mm-hmm. and I think I think Battlefield and Halo's mantras which are here's your base game and we're going to use these as kind of a hub Mm-hmm. versus Call of Duty's let's get it a year every year yeah um, so I'm very interested to see that battle happen especially considering the leaks of this new Call of Duty not doing so hot yeah especially um, working at GameStop I met a lot of people that were like I mainly just play Battlefield and then Call of Duty in between to like bide my time yeah so I'm gonna be interested to see the sales numbers between those two but I think Halo is gonna do well regardless the free to play aspect's gonna help definitely, definitely. And then don't ever do that again. No, no, no. <laughs> We've been hanging out too long. <laughs> um, but the the whole idea behind Halo, like, it's such a different multiplayer mode. Like, you can, obviously you got your team deathmatch and like Call of Duty and mm-hmm. the way those games play. But Halo is an arena shooter yeah. first and foremost. And yeah, they're adding in you know more advanced mobility. Like they they are making sure sprints in there. So I think some guns have iron sights, I think. Um, I didn't get to play the beta, sadly. I didn't sign up for it in time. Um, but uh, it's it's going to be a very interesting game, and I'm, I'm definitely going to pick it up. I want to play. I loved playing the Master Chief Collection. Uh, and I'm very interested to see how they how what their battle pass and how it affects everyone else's. Because mm-hmm. the idea of doing a battle pass that doesn't go away... Yeah, that you can just do whenever, and then it's like, oh, I'm not feeling it this week, and you don't have to like have that FOMO. I'm 
very interested to see how that can affect because Fortnite's never going to change because they're Fortnite, um, which is unfortunate. I would love to go back and obtain some of the skins that were there before well, I played. If 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 Fortnite did a legacy battle pass mm-hmm. that was just the skins, I think that'd be sick. Yeah, where it's like, hey. Here's here's a way you can unlock previously unavailable skins. We're going to do a special battle pass. It doesn't go away. But you have to pay for the battle pass. If you already have a skin, we'll just give you V-Bucks instead. Yeah, that'd like, be great. I, I think that'd be really good because that way you can get people... Because everyone's going to buy that battle pass. Yeah. So you're going to make a bunch of money. And then, you, and then in the stores, you can put in those variation ones. So like, okay, Drift is here. Um, put in like summer drift and the weird alternates for that. Okay, Lynx is on this one. Do her alternates here and whatever, and like do all that. That way you can have like the best of both worlds, which is yeah, buy the battle pass, but also buy all these other skins that are gonna be available for like three days. Yeah, because they they love to milk Midas, Meowsels, and Drift specifically. I mean, I pick, I picked my favorite skin for for a good reason, but still, yeah, the amount of milking for Drift and Midas especially. Yeah, Midas, there's like five. <laughs> well, Midas got. I love that the the DC Joker bundle got Midas. Mm-hmm. And it's just we got Mech Midas now. <laughs> I only have two Midas skins, and it's it's the the beach one and the Mech one. So. I only have the Mech one because I wanted the Joker skin. Yeah, well, yeah, but uh, I, I'm I got the Bloodsport skin the other day. It's great. Nice. Um. Also, another thing is people are... There was another leak for the Halo Infinite about the cosmetics and how they're not going to be all super serious, um, which I think is fine because in a lot of these games, you find more people in funny outfits than you do in like the, the military sim type outfits. Yeah. Like, Call of Duty made a point where they were like, we're going to keep it very, you know, very realistic at first. And they did. And then they released a goofy skin, and that shit sold out. Like, that shit sold really well. And then they're like... They had, like, a full year before Black Ops came out where they could figure out what sells well. They started putting in anime skins and weird other things. They're like, oh, these sell really well. Yeah. So they just said, screw it. We're going to go out there. And that's why we got, like, the action heroes, like, John McClane and Rambo. That's why we got all the Halloween skins with, like, Jigsaw and stuff. Because they sell really well. And, I mean, variety in a game like that is never going to hurt you. Like, I mean, it's digital content, so you're not losing a ton of money. I I think if you're going to do a Battle Royale mode, definitely keep, like, the fun bits there. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people would probably have problems that, oh, why why am I playing, you know, like, you go jump into a Halo map and you got somebody in, like, a unicorn-type Spartan skin and you get murked by him, it's going to make you rage. (laughs) But I saw this and I thought immediately that, yo that doom skin in there yes and immediately that's my first thought was the doom 2016 praetor armor i'm like yo that they gotta get that in there they gotta get some kind of t51 power armor yes yeah <laughs> oh yeah a fallout inspired yeah absolutely i would love a dragonborn inspired like the, the oh yeah with like the, the horns that would be so sick well and again we're just saying bethesda but like you can do that with everything like Sparks related. Like, if you're gonna go weird with it, have a conquer type skin. Mm-hmm. Make it like the live and reloaded. With oh the, yeah, the helmet, helmet and the tail. I I would love that just because it's stupid. Like, I like goofy shit like that. Like, don't don't bring that into the campaigns, obviously. Yeah. Like, keep the campaigns what it is. Let me just be Master Chief or whoever you pick, and that be done. But uh, other than that, though, yeah, Halo Infinite seems pretty pretty solid. 
Um, people think it's on track to be pretty good. Uh, we'll see if, if this... It's getting a lot of buzz to the point where uh, a lot of people were giving it shit because of its fruit physics. Did you see this? Fruit physics. So in Call of Duty, if you shoot... A, there's like baskets of fruit mm-hmm. sometimes, and if you shoot it, the fruits will... like. Each fruit has its own physics engine or whatever to it, so it'll, one will blow up, but the other will like move. In Halo Infinite, if you shoot a basket of fruit, they just the whole thing blows up instead of each individual fruit moving and, and reacting. And there are a bunch of people going, "Oh, this game's shit!" Because look at its fruit physics compared. And a lot of people are like, "Bro, really? Who cares?" Dude? Yeah. Like, those, those are the small things that do not fucking matter in a multiplayer game. I feel like that's the same as someone complaining, if they came out with a new Duke Nukem today and you couldn't pick up a piece of shit out of the toilet, people would be mad about that. Okay, to be fair, I would too, because that's, you know, <laughs> let me pick up the piece of shit out of the toilet and throw it at somebody. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't really affect it yeah, that I much. I know, it doesn't, but it's, it's one of those, like, you could definitely tell that the people who were posting this were either people who just didn't like Halo mm-hmm. or or some real hardcore Sony fanboys because I, I've noticed this uh, about this generation going on Reddit and Twitter and everywhere on the internet while Sony's not losing like they're outrageously selling people are more interested in PlayStation right now mm-hmm. yet I feel like people have, and I, I, I got this off the last day media podcast. They said it and I can agree with it. They have the mindset that they're losing, but they're not like they, there's this feeling that they're losing, but they're not. Yeah. And it's the feeling because Microsoft has a lot of positive press right now. A lot of it, even when it probably isn't deserved. Yeah. Like there's a lot that Microsoft, like all Microsoft had to do is just mention something and people get excited and PlayStation, it's like, well, where's Horizon? Where's God of War? Where's this? Why Why is there no more games? Like, what's going on? And it's this weird thing of, like, positive press here and, like, either lukewarm to positive press on PlayStation where there's... There hasn't been, like, a just set, this, this, this thing is shit on either side. Yeah. Because, let's be real, Returnal was great. Ratchet and Clank is great. Deathloop looks like it's going to be great. You got Kennebridge of Spirits as well coming out. PlayStation's not hurting on exclusives. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think it's just because more people are excited about Microsoft. Yeah. The prospect over here is more interesting because... There's a lot more potential. Yes. So, it's weird. And, like, I see this... I've been seeing this, and it's so funny to, to watch because, like... It's like, dude, you're. it's a corporation who's making money off of you. Yeah. Like, I love, like, yeah, I like doing console war stuff because it's funny, but there's a point where it's like, okay, hold on. Yeah. There's some people who take it just a little bit too far. 100%. I'm, I'm just very, like, heavily looking into buying an Xbox right now. I mean, I, I think you and me know this more personally, like, why I think the console wars is bullshit, because, like, we had, like, Nintendo consoles, and, like, like, I didn't have an Xbox growing up. Mm-hmm. I had the Wii, and everybody... Again, back in that day, I was quote unquote gay for having a Wii. Yeah. And I'm like, so I got, well, not really bullied, but you know what I mean. Like, I was like, oh, you have a Wii? That's stupid. And then all my friends wanted to play Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm. I remember going to a, uh, a Walmart with the church group one night. I can't remember when this, well, you can surmise when it was yeah. by the story I'm about to tell. But, um, we were 
doing some kind of scavenger hunt and all the guys were walking to the back of the store and there was a huge line around midnight at the electronics section um and all the guys in the line looked over at us and they were like hey you here for the wii u because it was the night that the wii u was supposed to come out one of the guys in the group says uh no we play real video games <laughs> and i was just standing there like i mean uh mario world looks pretty good I, I'm glad we're getting out of that mentality because, like, Aomara Galaxy was great. Yeah. Like, and to be fair, a lot of people were growing up in that generation of video games, so, like, obviously they're going to be some shithead kids. Yeah. But, like, when you look at, like, okay, but, yeah, we had Mario and stuff. They had Bioshock and Mass Effect and Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> and the Modern Warfare trilogy and Black Ops. Like, yeah, I could definitely understand the mentality that like their games were better because like they had some revolutionary shit but then at the same time i got more galaxy and smash bros brawl mm-hmm. eat a dick <laughs> i got twilight princess and i love that game yeah twilight princess fantastic i i could play metroid prime one two and three even though i never did that's the other pinnacle of my wii collection i have the steelbook prime oh. trilogy how much does that go for online now? I have not checked, but I bought it at GameStop for like 20 bucks. Yep. <laughs> Those days seem to be over, by the way. People know what they're looking for now. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really just find that good shit anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the downside of being a collector, is I now have to fight with other collectors. And scalpers more than any yeah. other time. It sucks. I hate it. Oh, well. Uh, any any other thoughts on Halo or? Uh, I'm excited to see how it does. I'm probably gonna jump in on the free to play mode, mm-hmm. um, because I haven't played any of the Halo story since like th- the first half of three. Fair enough. So I have no idea what's going on, but hey, I'll play that battle royale. When you get a when you get an Xbox, if you get one, a Series X, just granted it's a hundred fucking gigs, but download the uh, Halo collection. I do own that. Oh, I got it on sale for insanely cheap like yeah. 15 bucks one day and it's been sitting on my xbox one for a while i'd say go ahead and bite the bullet they're very then they're not they're pretty short like campaigns like you probably beat one and two in like a day mm. uh but like solid i think one holds up really well and then jesus christ the cinematics for two's remaster are fucking amazing i jumped into one when i first downloaded the collection and I was utterly shocked by how good the music was in that oh, game. Oh, yeah, dude. Halo has great music. Obviously, the theme song of that chanting, like the legendary Mjolnir mix, because that's mm-hmm. the one everybody fucking knows. Uh, and then just, yeah, like, jumping down on the Halo ring with the, like, fucking bongos. Like, the mm-hmm. like it's so good. That shit is so hype. Oh, no, yeah. Like, it. they have great soundtracks all around. Even Five had great soundtracks, despite its story being shit. <clears throat> And then Reach. God, Reach is a great game. Yeah, Reach is like the pinnacle from what I hear. It's so good. I definitely think you would really enjoy it. So yeah, if you ever get the chance, I'd say just say screw it and play through the Halo. Because it's not long. Like it wouldn't like like playing like a Xenoblade would take you hundreds of hours. Yeah. You'd probably play the entire Halo series in, in less time than it takes to play, you know, Xenoblade. I do love a good concise shooter. That's why I, 
I replay Bioshock like all the time. I still need to do that because I've still never played Infinite. I've still never beaten two. Infinite is amazing. See, I've he- I've been hearing conflicting thoughts on Infinite, where some people think it's fucking amazing, some people hate it because it's pretentious and and it kind of says things, but it also doesn't, and because what they were promised is not in there. Because mm-hmm. the act- if you look at the trailers for Infinite, there's a lot of stuff that that game said you could do. It even builds of what you could do, and then the game comes out and it's not there. Yeah. So I, I'm very interested. I think just because I've been out of it, I'm going to get to form my own opinion on those games. I think that's why I have such a high opinion of them, because I wasn't following the news as they came out, yeah. and I only got on there after the wave was over. But uh, I think you'd enjoy them a lot. It's been me with Dead Space. Those, I, I like 3. 3 is definitely the worst one, mm. but 3 has a really cool co-op thing where one of your characters has this fucking weird uh like acid trip and they see some weird shit on their screen but your character does not Mm. so they're freaking out shooting at things on your screen you're going what are you doing and it's like do you not see that thing i'm like no (laughs) it's so cool and i wish like that is an interesting idea that i've never seen a co-op horror do ever that is really interesting asymmetrical horror that'd be so sick yeah like i'd love to see that because like if one person starts having like weird dreams and weird nightmares it affects their game but then you're fine that'd be so interesting get the guys that made it takes two to make something like that oh yeah that'd be awesome i'm just more interested to see what they do next it takes two is really fun I played it with a friend. It was actually solid. I still haven't even beaten a way out because I can't sit down with one person long enough to do it. <laughs> yeah. No, those games, it, that's the only downside of co-op is everybody has to have free time. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, no, they're solid games. I'm glad they're doing them. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, uh, is there really any, any other news things you kind of wanted to touch on? Or? Uh, no, the only real big one that's been on my mind has been Xenoblade and then the potential of a direct later this year but we kind of knew that they usually do one around the uh, the end of the year there so yeah. I felt the sneeze coming on uh, I'll, I'll you know look through here see what we got going um, uh, we'll do one more see if we can find one more news story and then just kind of get into like a, a standard topic um Sony event rumored for August 19th. So can't wait to see Deathloop again. Uh, so we'll see what that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Xenoblade Blade three. Um, Nino Kuni Cross Worlds is reportedly coming to PC. Previously only on iOS and Android. Wow. So there was another Nino Kuni game that I didn't know about. There's there's one thing that I haven't heard anybody talk about. Uh, Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom is finally coming to Switch. Well, to be fair, I don't think it did that well on, on PS4 even. Like, I don't. Nino Kuni 1 did really well. Yeah. And then the second one, I think, was just kind of there. Yeah. That's probably why I got the collector's edition for $10. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Let's see. So this this one gets me... Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping this is true Sucker Punch might do something with Sly Cooper hell yeah dude yeah I hope to god that's true please dude I want more I want more fucking Sly dude I feel like the fans of Sly Cooper and Jack and Daxter are like the people in Mad Max Fury Road that just kind of like 
are dying underneath this big water spigot, waiting for some godlike figure to drop a little bit of water down. So I'm I'm really hopeful for that. <laughs> I I want someone to take Jack. Like I don't care who at this point. Just like we know, Naughty Dog's not going to do it yeah, because I, they have to do Last of Us remastered, and Last, Last of, of Us Two remastered, Last of Us remastered, remastered. I wouldn't be surprised if the Last of Us director's cut comes out. I'd be like, you fucking Last of Us director's cut, and then Last of Us Two director's cut. Two separate games, both sixty dollars, mm-hmm. and you have to pay ten more to get the PS5 versions. Yeah, that's, um, that's definitely happening. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, this is a good one. We can actually talk about this for a little bit. Uh, Bethesda might be opening a new studio dedicated to remakes and remasters. Fucking finally. Yeah, for real. Uh, again, rumor. No one knows whether this is going to be true or not. But if they do, I'm just saying Morrowind probably Morrowind needs it the most. It. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I, th- I think we're going to see Starfield first um, before Definitely. this. And then probably if the studio gets opened up, they're just going to hand them Creation Engine 2 and say, hey, so we just made Starfield here. Fucking go at it with whatever game you want. Yeah, and that, I I would say Morrowind would be the go like the go to like re- full on remake it. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably just remaster Skyrim again. Well, in in like in Starfield's engine at this point, so like yeah. it's still it it would look way better. And I think you know that way it's like oh it looks more modern. Do the same thing. Probably do the same thing with Oblivion maybe. Um, yeah, I think Oblivion would be good for an update. Um, I th- I think Oblivion still still plays really well. I yeah. love that game so much. So, but I Morrowind definitely the one thing that I've hoped for on Switch since it came out is Fallout Three. I I'm I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know if those games will come out because like Skyrim was the easy one because it's like it's already been remastered. It's are it's very easy. Like that is the easiest game to port. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just I don't know like I I don't know how Bethesda is gonna react to like the Switch now. Obviously, now with them being a Microsoft-owned studio. Mm-hmm. That hasn't stopped anyone yet. Cuphead, Ori. We got Banjo and Smash, so we'll see. Yeah. But I really don't know. Yeah, uh, it's we we still don't have enough like evidence to predict anything that Microsoft is gonna do. Really. So I think we do, and that's two games in particular: Outer Worlds and Hellblade. Mm-hmm. Both of those games are on everything. You can get Hellblade on Switch, you can get Outer Worlds on Switch, you can get them on PlayStation. Hellblade launched on PlayStation. True. And you can get them on PC. They are, both their sequels are only coming to Xbox and PC, despite it being everywhere. Even Stadia for Outer Worlds. So Outer Worlds 2 is not coming to, to PS4 or uh, Switch or... I don't think the Switch can handle Outer Worlds 2. Well, no, bro. The even... Switch Pro, I swear to God, it's coming. My dad works at <laughs> Nintendo. He said so. <laughs> My dad's friend's uncle works at Nintendo, and he told me specifically... He gave me a Switch Pro, I just can't show people. <laughs> no, I... Yeah, Outer Worlds 2 won't run on Switch, obviously, but... Yeah. I, I, again, I think... I think people are right to be cautiously optimistic, but at the same time, I really think we gotta put the expectations here. Yeah. Because, like... You're not seeing 
the next Elder Scrolls on PlayStation. I think that's going to be the funny thing. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. People are going on and on about like, no, 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 it's going to come out and we're still going to have it. And then Elder Scrolls 6 is going to get announced. It's going to be Xbox exclusive and then the internet's going to fucking explode. Yeah. But, uh... What... Obviously, we both want to see remasters. You know, Fallout 3, New Vegas... Morrowind, Oblivion. But what about other games? Yeah, it's... Technically, they own the first Prey. That's true. Yeah, so, like, we're obviously looking at just Bethesda, but, like, what about uh, remaking the first Rage in a new engine? What about uh, doing that original Wolfenstein they did before New Order? Mm. Uh, which I don't think is canon anymore, but it's there. Um, there's things they could do, and it's not just those. I say fuck it. Bethesda published the Pirates of the Caribbean game. I just saying yeah you you got the indiana jones you just did pirates with, with with sea of thieves you got the disney line right there and disney's not making games of their own shit right now well, i also like that disney's not afraid to do exclusive shit mm-hmm. like they are fully okay okay with going here so i'm very excited to see what they do with uh indiana jones <laughs> and what else they might do because I'm very excited to see a Marvel Studios type game be exclusive to something. I mean, obviously, fucking Ultimate Alliance 3 is still stuck on the Switch. Yeah. Which that game should leave. I'm going to be real with you. Put yeah, that on other consoles. If that game was on Xbox, I think it would do really well because of its multiplayer like focus. I really liked it, too. It was a very fun game. I loved it. And seeing Iron Fist, Johnny Young Bosch, perfect casting. Um... But I've you mean you didn't like Blonde Boy from the show? No. <laughs> Can't say that I did. <laughs> no one did. Let's be real. The best shows of those were, da- were Daredevil and Punisher. Yeah, 100%. Like, I liked Luke Cage. I, I think season two was a bit off, but I did like Season it. one of Luke Cage was one of my favorites, but season two really fell off, and I think it was the same way with Jessica Jones for me. Where it's like the opposite with Iron Fist. I like season two vastly more than season one. Everybody did. Because season one was awful. The only parts of season one that I liked were the Ward story. Well, uh, what's funny about Iron Fist is it, I watched it and, and I'm sitting here going, this is just Arrow. <laughs> it's the rich asshole coming home after being enlightened by something. Mm-hmm. Except Arrow was a fucking murderer and Danny Rand is just like... A little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, he got to be the butt of the joke in the Defenders. It was great. Yeah, um, that was my favorite part of the Defenders. That and the uh, the Run the Jewels fight montage. Oh, yeah. That was great. I, I'm i actually very excited. This will be off topic, I guess, now. But fuck it. We don't really have much to talk about. Um, one of my favorite things about the Suicide Squad is they are doing a Peacemaker HBO Max show that is in canon to the movie. Nice. Um, the Batman... It's going to have an HBO show about Gotham's corrupt-ass cops. Mm. And I'm getting excited that we're actually going to have, like, TV shows that are, you know, in that. And MCU's doing that with Loki and, you know, WandaVision. So I'm like, yo, we're getting these really cool... Starting to feel like a universe. Yeah. Well, my thing with DC, right, is that they should just say fuck that whole universe thing and do team-ups when they want to mm-hmm. and then just don't when they don't need to so like do the Batman and have that be a trilogy or whatever and then just say fuck it let's get Henry Cavill and Robert Pattinson in a movie together that would be amazing and then just be and then say fuck it 
like it's not connected to Man of Steel, it's not connected to Batman, but it might be. We don't know. But fuck it, here's they're on the screen together, and we're gonna have this really fun dynamic. And then say fuck it, we're gonna do uh, a Flash movie. But you know what? We want to see Barry Allen and, and and Clark Kent team up. Let's do it, and and go for it. Like actually have this really like and not be tied down because that's one of the downsides for me of the MCU mm-hmm. is because we're getting some new new characters we can't see those new characters interact with the old yeah. Black Widow can't interact with any new characters now you know like Loki can because fucking Loki's getting a season two so good yeah um, but like there's some characters where it's like well your contract's over we're done sorry and they're out and so I'm very interested to see what like DC can do with that because if they can kind of take that reign of like well, we can do the team ups that you want to see oh you want to see Supergirl and Wonder Woman team up even though they haven't met and can't meet in a continuity fuck it oh you, the Suicide Squad oh we, we know we killed that guy off the last movie but you like him enough let's bring him back in just cause screw it why not we have no continuity and I mean with the Suicide Squad stuff even if you did want to have a continuity it's wacky enough where you could just be like oh I just fucking got better for real <laughs> well no like that's that's my well and then also like I don't care who you are like although I, I and I'm not giving you spoilers but did you, did you hear that James Gunn when they told him about the Suicide Squad when he said he wants to do that they told him you can kill anyone including Harley Quinn wow they gave him full reign to do whatever he wanted so I'll, I'll leave you with that when you go see it that's I'm probably gonna see that today folks that is See, I was actually thinking we do we do another podcast for that just because it's on HBO Max, but mm-hmm. you're gonna go see it with Bree, so. Um, but yeah, no, I I want to see more of that. I want to see I like that's my biggest. That's why I like Loki so much. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like Loki. It's the same thing with like me liking Xbox right now. There's a lot that could go on here. Yeah. I'm more interested in this than I am the fucking MC. That's why I'm more interested in, in Doctor Strange than Shang-Chi. Everybody's all about Doctor Strange right now. Yeah, because the idea of multiverse shit is so interesting. And we're, everybody's really excited to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. And who the fuck is going to like... Are, like, are, are we going to see the, the Kang the Conqueror be the villain? Or are we going to see some other shit? Is Mephisto going to show up? Like, what's, you know, what's going on? So I'm I'm very interested in that, and then DC coming in and and like okay we got we got the Snyder cut, okay now we got the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. We've heard Andy Muschietti is getting full creative control of the Flash, and he's bringing Supergirl in because it's a fucking weird time travel, fuck all whatever. Right. I'm I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited to see what what they do with with these characters, because I know what I'm getting into with the MCU. Yeah, it's a safe... It's very safe bet, and even Loki, as much as I love that, I'm like, I can kind of tell where it was going. Yeah. Except for the ending. Um, but then you got the DC, and I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck the Batman's going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell... Because they said James Gunn is all is down to do more DC shit, and I'm like, yo, get him to do some more shit. Give James Gunn Crypto the Superdog. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Dude. That'd be so sick. Because I feel like every Guardians movie, he wants to do way more with Cosmo than he gets to, and he's always in just, like, one scene with, like, Howard the Duck. Yeah. Just give him, like, all the weird characters. Detective Chimp. You see Howard the Duck is going to be in What If. Like, they're going to give him an episode. Fucking finally. Yes. (laughs) I want to show you a clip of somebody freaking out about that, and it was my exact reaction, too. But, uh... Yeah, no, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm just excited about companies saying fuck it, 
mm-hmm. and doing some weird shit. That's why I liked Godzilla vs. Kong so much, because, like, it's been, what, how many fucking years since that original movie? Yeah. And it's like, why? Like, it was, they made a Godzilla movie, they made a King Kong movie, and they said, hey, we're gonna, we might do this. And it's like, no, they won't. Well, they're, they're getting a little close, and they go, no, we're fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. And they did it. Like, they didn't half-ass it and do like, whoa, we, they're gonna team up, which they did, sure. But, like, it was the idea of, like, no, they're gonna fight. They're gonna beat the shit out of each other. Because why the fuck not? Yeah. And then they have the Mecha Godzilla shit and the cool shit. But like, it was that idea of just like, this is cool. Like who? Like big monkey versus giant lizard. This is great. Like Star Wars gets the is the best when it's doing weird shit. Mm-hmm. Like Clone Wars. Some of my favorite episodes were the weird lore heavy. Like what the fuck? The father, the son, and the daughter type shit. Mm-hmm. That is so weird. The Witcher gets really fun when you do weird stuff. Like, we're getting a Vesemir origin story. That trailer, That's by the so way. That's so sick. That was such, like, a hype thing. Vesemir, I don't even know much about him because I've only played a little bit of 3 and watched the show, which he hasn't even been in yet. But Vesemir is, like, my favorite Witcher character. <laughs> He's great. I love Vesemir. Like, reading the books and then playing Witcher 3, like, I love Vesemir. Now we're getting an origin story where that man... They made him look good. Yeah. Vesemir just roll comes off the screen rolling with sex appeal. Mm. That man looks like a witcher. Yeah. And I'm like, good. And I, I love the character, like the witch girl who's with him. Mm. And it, looking at that going, oh, when he when he looks at Geralt and the and goes, huh. He's remembering like the girl that he used to hang with. Yeah. He's it's like that uh that TikTok audio, you go daddy's son. Yeah. Oh yeah, for real. <laughs> Vesemir is absolutely going like, yep, cut from the same cloth. <laughs> Taught him well. <laughs> oh no, but I love Vesemir though. I'm I'm very excited we're getting that. I'm I'm I love that The Witcher has become such a big thing that we can get some some really weird shit like that. It's a really good universe. Yeah, I've picked up the first couple of books. I'm going to read the first one after I'm done. With are you reading? Your boys. Are you reading uh, Blood of Elves onward? Or are you starting with The Last Wish? Uh, I'm starting with the one that they label as the first in the series. I don't know which one it is. Technic, so book one is Blood of Elves. I think that's the one that so, I got. But Last Wish happens before that. Fucking shit. Yeah, it, they, so originally before he wrote the books, he wrote a bunch of short stories that they compiled into The Last Wish. Mm-hmm. And then they did Sword of Destiny and then Blood of the Elves. Cause it, so the Wish book is first, then the rest of the series... And then the games, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. Well, okay. so it, The Last Wish is... Which, ironically, one of those short stories, you can just watch a trailer for The Witcher 1, and that was that whole story, which is him fighting a, a, a demon thing that was somebody's daughter at some point. Um, Love those. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the... It's the last wish is the one you have to start with. I think Sword of Destiny you can kind of skip, kind of not, because those are more just more tales of the Witcher type shit. Mm-hmm. And there's one called uh, I think it's Song, not Song of Storms, it's Zelda, uh, <laughs> something of Storms. Um, that one is just another like it's a Witcher tale. It's not somewhere in the canon, mm-hmm. but Blood of Elves to Lady of the Lake is the whole story of Geralt and Ciri and Yennefer. And I like the sound of Lady of the Lake. That gives me some Arthur vibes. Yeah. Plus, Ciri's a great character. 
Yeah, I, I think she's solid, and I love that they actually let her be. Because in the books, they're like, yeah, no, like, and I like in the books, they're straight up like, no, she's bi. And they, they hint at it at the games too, uh, but they they full on they let her be a badass. Like she she's so cool, and like I love I love how the Witcher games kind of do this, where such a good way and then witcher 3 comes back and going series back and so is all this stuff and now you're like oh shit the wild hunt mm-hmm. and I'm like hell yeah it's good so yeah if you like fantasy go read the witcher or watch it yeah. season 2 comes out this this december i would definitely recommend watching it like to the fullest because it's it's really well done that first fight scene with Riri and yeah her, like, fucking entourage that was insane so fucking the butcher of Blaviken. I wasn't really like that into it until I got to that part, and I was like, "Okay, I'm all in." Yeah. Well, I, lo- I love that they they have to show you. They're like, "See, look, nudity," and 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 I'm like, "Okay, sure, I guess." And then no, yeah. Then I got to that fight scene. Went, "Ooh, let's go!" And then they put uh, Henry Cavill in the bathtub, and then you know you're locked in. Yeah, they put him in the bathtub, and you. I did you hear what he said about that? How he had to like dehydrate like a motherfucker for that scene. No. Yeah, to get like his veins and shit. Like he wanted to be ripped as fuck. Damn. For the shirtless scenes, he like dehydrated for days or whatever it was to like so the veins like popped out. It's insane. I I'm gonna be real. I understand his hard work and dedication. If I was ever in a superhero movie, fuck that shit. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'll work out. I'll look, look strong, but fuck that. That's, that's I'm a drink and eat. That's one thing I heard about Suicide Squad. Um, one of the actors, I haven't seen it, so I don't know which character he plays, but apparently he dies without even having a fight scene. Um, he studied the role intensively, gained like 50 pounds of muscle, and completely mastered the bow staff, bought every comic the character was ever in. <laughs> And then just like dies almost immediately. Uh, Flula, Javelin. Yes. Yeah. That is a level of dedication that I could not keep up with for that short of a role. Well, yeah, for for like what? Again, I'm not. I mean, you know, most of those characters are gonna die anyway. Yeah. So, but like, the deaths are hilarious. As expected. Yeah. Also, like. It's and it's not they they didn't do what the suicide like the original Suicide Squad did where it's like well we can kill off the one guy because he doesn't matter mm-hmm. and we'll keep the rest of the cast. It was like no fuck you they they all can die. <laughs> it's such a good movie I, you'll you'll really like it. I'm excited. Yeah, um, I think we're good. Really not much else to talk about. It's slow for now. Obviously, you know, everybody's kind of waiting for you know holiday to kind of announce some things. Yeah, uh, and pretty much everything that's coming out for the most part over the next couple months we already know about, know an extensive amount of information about, so. Excuse me. But uh, I guess I'll go ahead and do one announcement. We're going to have a our Gamescom podcast, at least for Xbox, because that stream happens on Tuesday, August 24th. So we will be watching that and then we'll do a podcast directly after. I probably won't do like a full Gamescom reaction mm-hmm. for things because unlike E3, it was like, well, you know. Yeah. So we'll probably do one for Xbox. Uh, we'll do the major ones. We might just do an Xbox one, then do everybody else's. If PlayStation shows up, we'll do them. Does Nintendo usually go to Gamescom or no? I don't think so. I mean, I know games get announced for Nintendo systems, yeah. but I don't know if the company actually 
participates. Well, we'll see. I'm gonna see what we can do for this. I'll, I'll wait till I get the full confirmations because Jeff Keighley does his opening night live thing mm-hmm. th- that kicks off Gamescom, and then Xbox is doing there. So we might we might make a point to watch both of those and just have that. But that's gonna be something we do. Uh, be on the lookout because I really do want to do a Suicide Squad uh, podcast because I think this movie deserves it. For sure. Um, so we'll, we'll probably do that at some point. Um, and yeah, just, you know, let us know if you want to see anything specific with this podcast. You want us to talk about anything, you know, regarding video games, movies, nerd shit, mm-hmm. anything like that. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, stay safe out there. Uh, be a dick, but don't be an asshole. And as always, take it sleazy.